he's like, help me! I'm a little boy! Well, you're not a little boy. You're a demon, and you deserve every awful thing that comes to you. Yes. I had this cereal for the first time, uh, like about a week ago. And cookie Crisp? I, co- it wasn't Cookie Crisp. Oh, I thought cookie, we were still talking about Cookie Crisp. crisp. <laughs> I was about to say, that's why it's nasty, because you don't have kid taste buds, man. <laughs> you all grew that mess. I used real milk <laughs> and I shit everywhere. You don't use real milk, man. Real yeah. milk causes real problems. Real dude. milk causes real problems. Yeah. Steroids, I'm bro. I'm intolerant. <laughs> have you seen milk. any children? <laughs> no. All the steroids and the hormones they put in this milk, bro. How much is in there? Because I'm not oh, even strong. I- because they wasn't doing it when we were babies. Oh, my it's God. generation, man. So I'm a malnourished yes. steroid Look at addict. me. <laughs> Look at me. I am 30. I'll be 34 on Friday. I have the body <laughs> no of a 15 way. Yes. What? You yes. Juice, Dude, you're you older than me? Juice. I guess so, yeah. No way. <laughs> yes, like, I'm shocked last Dude, night. I thought you were like at least like 25. We can all most. take turns throwing Kelsey. He's got that front. Right. Yes. He's good to go. Exactly. John's going to throw him the farthest. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> Here, it literally happened. Like it literally has happened to me before. I was in a club one time, and this dude, like your height, like the bigger build, literally just. <laughs> and I was just like, I didn't. He wasn't rude about it. He was like, all right. Let me just. Yeah. yeah. He can't be like, rude because he'd have to you. bend down to yeah, talk to you like, about what happened. He was like, was, I'm like, get off my way. He's like, <laughs> I was like, fuck. If I was you, if I was you, I would do the same thing. I was like, all right. You're in my way. Exactly. <laughs> It was just happy too. Like, hey guys, how's it going? All right. <laughs> okay. Shit. We're recording. Yeah, we're recording. All right, everyone. Shit. Welcome to the Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And then by in between, he means what's on our mind when we're going to bed and uh, yes. can't get there. Oh yeah. That is John. Hi, I am Daniel. Uh, here, as always, to my left, I've got uh, Kelsey, right? Kels for show. It, it is Kelsey, yeah. And uh, who's that guy over there? I'm Gio, and I'm here. Every Gio, day. normally our silent watcher on the episode, he's actually going to be a little more involved today. He's done his homework. And uh, our, <laughs> I've got our, to say. <laughs> our tentative guest today is John Mark. What's the last name? Something German? Um, it's technically Italian. But... <laughs> but after the war, when they went to go hide, right? Sure. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I don't really know a lot about European history. But... <laughs> yeah. I am not Italian, but my last name is Masseri. Oh, what does that mean? Depending on which country you ask. The Germans. What does it mean in German? Uh, I think it would be um, Messier there. Doesn't so, it still sounds like a delicious wine. That's right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll take a glass of that. So today we are talking about Thor. That's right. Thor Odinson. And... <laughs> that would be when the lightning bolts. Look. That's Is that like, what lightning yeah. sounds like in yeah, your neighborhood? Yeah, like, I said not to do it, but when you have a couple pats in your system, you know, oh, hell. When we're talking about Thor, we have to drink, right? Yes. And that's no plug, yes. but hey... When in NASCAR, go hard. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about Thor today. He is our spotlight character of the month. And, you know, he's not the only spotlight character because we're also going to be talking about Thor. And she <laughs> is also the spotlight character of the month. Yes. All right. Let's get into it. Kelsey, tell me a little bit about Thor. All right. So there's two main Thors in the world's, uh, I guess you could say, public eye or public knowledge sphere. It would be the tra- traditional Norse god Thor. That predates Jesus. Um, I don't know how many BCs, 
but he was well um, versed on the earth before um, Christ rose. Well, that's right, because Jesus got hung on a cross and Thor was using a hammer to nail things. Yes, into but not the cross because Thor was already like... We like, can't know that. We're not historians. True. I will argue against that. And oh. then we have the comic book version of Thor that was uh, created in August of 1962 by Stanley and Jack Kirby. Right, but in right. fact, Jack Kirby was trying to um, was going to pitch a Thor character in DC before he came back to Marvel, but he decided to hold off on it. Right, that. and and, and yeah. Kirby switching over from DC to Marvel and Marvel to DC the way that he does, it, you know, people don't want to talk about it. But Stanley was kind of a jerk to yeah. his partner, and he's yeah. like, "Fuck you! I'm going to go create the new gods." And uh, Maybe I'll be back. Yeah, and he came back. That's why, if you're very, uh, if you read the comic books or you're just familiar with Thanos and Dark Side from cartoons, and well, I can't say movie because he was in a movie. <laughs> they have very similar looks, um, just like the new gods in the comic books and the Eternals, because Jack Kirby That's did right. the designs for all of that. He figured he could play both sides and uh, have like a blue costume figure and a red costume figure with the same powers. But completely different names? Yes. Ah, interesting. <laughs> so we've got that Marvel Thor. Uh, what other Thor do we have? So there was two. Uh, you saw, are we referring to Jane Foster? Oh, no. I'm talking about the, 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 the North Thor. Yeah, the North Thor. The redhead. Yeah, the bastard. The bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Hello again, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And if you can't, because you can't see what he looks like, he literally looks like. The Thor of mythology. Right, red hair, piercing eyes, and he's got a drink in his hand. Exactly, because a lot of people don't know that Thor was a redhead in the Norse mythology, too. That's right. Yes, and um, another thing, too, about that is um, you get to thank Thor and pagans for Thursday, because Thursday derives from the word Thor's day, because they celebrated Thor like that. Exactly. That's when uh, karaoke usually happens. If you had enough to drink, you're going to drink you sing just like a Norseman. It's great. Yes, and all the bad singing made the gods cry, so that's why we rain <laughs> on Thursdays. Because it would bring the thunder to shut everybody the hell up. <laughs> so we've got these two Thors. I say to the name. <laughs> I'm not going to do the sound effect again. Please. No, please do the sound effect. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that role. So we've got <laughs> so we've got two different Thors, one in comics, one in mythology, both fictional, but both still uh, very prominent in their arenas, right? Yes. So Marvel Thor, um, he was around on the Avengers before Captain America, right? Yes, he was part of the original um, Avengers. It was Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, Wasp, and Ant-Man, and they all came together very much like the movie to fight Loki, his brother, that took over the mind of the Hulk. To what right. stores ask is Loki's Loki. Loki's Loki. <laughs> yeah, we all have a sibling, unless you don't, in which case, so sorry you're lonely. But we all have a sibling out there that's kind of a piece of shit. Truer words have never been said. Loki's and if you don't Loki. know who that, yes, Loki's if you don't Loki. know who that sibling is, it's probably you. Yeah, exactly. If you're looking around <laughs> oh, and everyone's no. looking at you, you are the bastard child. <laughs> and if you're the only child, you are that bastard child because that's why your parents didn't want another one. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned. Life's tough, like. <laughs> <laughs> so we see the uh, emergence of Thor in the Marvel Universe, but uh, the the Norse Thor, not so much a hero as much as just a deity who can kind of go around and do whatever he likes. Yes. Uh, yeah. you, you see some shenanigans with him and Loki that are very reminiscent of uh, the relationship in the Marvel Universe, but sometimes to a more absurd degree and with far more paganism and uh, rape and uh, drinking. and It's like the Bible, but more fun. <laughs> so it's very very viking yeah yeah like the bible but more fun <laughs> pretty much so, that's a really gory book if you guys haven't read it the bible yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's nuts 
Worst, <laughs> worst comic book ever. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. It's no. the greatest it's, comic book ever. If it was written by anyone nowadays, it'd be Garth Ennis. Yes. Let's just... Oh, <laughs> you were right. Because that gave us all... Every hero post-Jesus has been a Jesus metaphor. Exactly. From Goku to Superman to even Thor and Hercules in certain regards. But yeah. even though those two still predates Jesus. That's right. That's right. And as we all know, <laughs> as a, it, there's yeah. there's common knowledge here that, that Goku could beat the shit out of Jesus. But we're derailing here. It always happens so when you bring up religion, you get distracted, suddenly we're praying. It's awful. It's awful. Hey. So, <laughs> so we've got mythological Thor. He's kind of a bastard. Compared to the Marvel Thor, not really the hero we need. But in Marvel's Thor, we see that kind of an arrogant player, but still a team player. Yes. Right. Definitely so. Oh. All right. And another thing, too, about the North mythology um, that separates him from the comic book Thor is like... He has two goats that he uses to fly around That's with, right. Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. In the comic books, um, Thor doesn't use these a lot because his hammer allows him to fly. That hammer doesn't have that ability in North mythology. And also in the mythology, Thor wears a strength belt that doubles his strength yeah. and special um, gloves that he uses to lift Milnor Mil- Mil- up with as well. Now, there was uh, some introduction of that in the older comics, but yes. uh, they got rid of that real quick. It's real quick. Around the time, I want to say, even when Hercules was mentioned as a character, it's like, give him more of the magical uh, garments. Yes. <laughs> or is just, he, he's strong. Yes. We don't he's see a lot guy. of those uh, those goats until Jason Aaron's run, really. Yeah, because I think they debut in an annual a couple years back, like post-Ratnarok, or right around that era when he did right, have Mildor. Right. So he had to get the means to get around. And yes, he was in Jason Aaron's run, and I believe one was eaten. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, and that By happens because you, 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 Thor could eat them and they'd come back the next day. But if a frost giant eats it, yeah. it's just gone. It's probably oh yeah, that is true. Stomach, you know? He could eat the ghost, and then the ghost would come back to life the next day. That's how you survive. But you got to you so got to keep the bones. Battles. Yes, you got to keep the bones around. That's right. Yes. No, you can't just throw okay. them in a pot and you know have make a soup. Make a soup out of them. Yes. You got to keep them. So that's kind of the history of, of, of that Thor going around. And, and from, from that point on with the magical items, we don't really see a lot of parallels to mythological Thor in any way other than Ragnarok, yes. family members, and just random obscure mythology that seems to be plucked whenever it's convenient for the writer. True that. It's never consistent. Can I just cut in and ask a question? Yeah, no, yeah. Go ahead. Do you think that the duality of those goats kind of ties into Odin's uh, Hugin and Munin? The, the, raven. the ravens. The ravens. Twin ravens. Oh, I never thought about it. He has two ravens. Thor That's has right. Two yeah. Yeah. Loki has two penises. It's kind of nuts. Oh, that's why he has two horns on the helmet. That's it, yeah. And the helmet goes on the... Oh, okay. Mm. It all makes It's a double-pronged uh, <laughs> head. Every yeah. story is all about dicks. Yes. Right. Philip K. Dicks do a uh, robot stream of electric sheep. Yes. Any Disney movie. Yes. Oh, Little Mermaid. <laughs> Little Mermaid. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Was, right. So as we move into more of Marvel Thor's uh, history, there is a character that emerges that's just as important in Thor's life as uh, Loki, I'd say. Jane Foster. Yes. And uh, Gio, tell me a little bit about Jane Foster. So let's go through the uh, the timeline real quick. Real quick. Um, so we first see Jane Foster being introduced and uh, Journey into the and to Mystery, uh, issue number 84. Mm-hmm. 
So she's brought into the world of Asgard. You know, we see the, the relationship of Thor and Jane unfold. Uh, they were supposed to get married. And then Odin obviously does not approve. Right. Um, so she, you know, she she's like, well, I, I want to be, become a goddess, you know. And, and so obviously that that's part of how the only way that they can get married is that if, if she becomes a goddess. And, um, and kind of so, similar to the the Disney Hercules thing there, where he where uh, Meg isn't good enough for him at the right, end. Right. Like, yeah. Become a god. Don't don't stoop this woman. Right. Exactly. Right. And so then um, Odin's like, all right, well, I will grant you full power if uh, you're able to do this one thing. So he he sends us into the the dark place, right, and um, um, into the dark room with the unknown. And she starts to freak out, and she's like, well, I can't do this. And so her human fear sets in, um, and so he's like, well, I guess you're not going to become a goddess. Right. And so she's set back to Earth uh, without any of her memory. Uh, Odin just wipes all that out. And, Which uh, is a classic god move. Yes. Right. It and is weird how often these people move. are wiping minds. That's a yeah. dick move. That's why it's people don't move. really believe in them. <laughs> how can I if, you, if I don't know you as this? Right, exactly. <laughs> because of faith, Kelsey. Why? Because of faith. And you always got to have... How in the world is he such a jerk to Natalie Portman? Like this? One of the most beautiful women in the world. Because she didn't want to be there in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. So, so then after that happens, and she freaks out, and he wipes her memory, which included the memory of Thor, um, you know, in their relationship. So she goes back to Earth, and then she, um, she becomes engaged <coughs> to Dr. Kincaid. And so we see all that story unfold. Um, and then, you know, after a while, she finds out that she has cancer. And so, which is nuts, right? Because you don't introduce that as a, just a normal thing for a Marvel character. This is the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. We've seen that maybe a couple times with Spider-Man: Reign, where it turns out that Peter was radioactive his whole life, and every time he had sex with Mary Jane, he was irradiating her. Right. Or more recently, they just gave Aunt May cancer. Were and also the most famous incident of a character in the Marvel universe having cancer would be the original Captain Marvel. That's right. When he died, and that was like the Marvel. First, Marvel, like yeah, that was like one of the first permanent exactly deaths well and that's one of the things when you introduce such an element like that it's almost cheap to have the character beat it so easily yeah because yes these are fantastic characters but even to go in the completely different franchise all-star superman yes when we see cancer hitting pa kent you know and it's like okay well that's final he's dead yeah and uh, but with jane foster it's a little different right no absolutely and then um you know so so that all unfolds um, and then we see, um, that was you. That was you. <laughs> son of a bitch, Thor get back w- with Sif. Yes. And then after that, Sif finds out, you know, what's going on on earth and about Jane. And she's like, whoa, sh- <laughs> how shit. awkward like, is that conversation? Right. Like, exactly. So, like, she's like, wow, this is weird. You text me out of nowhere. What's going on? Oh, you just felt like it. Wait, your ex-girlfriend has cancer. Yes. And they try to bring up that love triangle of Thor and, uh, and Jane Foster and Sif in the Dark World movie. Right, right. Completely fell apart. Dark, The Dark World was also just a bad movie. I want, It was bad in comparison to MCU films, but they're still DC I'd say movies. it's bad in comparison <laughs> to The Goonies, which is a shit film. <laughs> Whoa, or you Mac should, and Me, which I ain't is gonna, a shit I'm not going to sit here like I really care oh, about no. the Goonies oh. like that. But. <laughs> the Goonies is to movie as cancer is to Jane Foster. Um, <laughs> debilitating. All right. Okay. Anyway, that's a loaded. Ratio. That's a loaded statement. <laughs> like that's, wow. You guys never took an SAT? What's up? Wow. That's weird. <laughs> if you miss another note, we'll all be flat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Be blessed. <laughs> so we, we <laughs> see her. <laughs> You've had too much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. I'm just saying, like you know, tipsy walk off the earth. Or like do 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 do. you go. So we see the, the love triangle unfold, and then we see Sif actually sacrifices herself. Yeah. Then you know Jane gets her superpowers, and like so she goes back to Asgard. And at that point, where she goes back to fight Mangog, and and this is all during the uh, after she becomes Thor, right? And uh, how did she go about getting her powers? Well, this all goes back to original sin, I believe, written by Jason Aaron. It was Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron had a hand in all of this. So basically, um, the to the Watcher lost his eyes. Some big eyeball person, the orb. The orb is one big eye with a body. It's weird. He also didn't just lose his eyes. He was shot in the head. Yeah, that too. That's kind of a bigger deal. Yes. <laughs> so long story short, um, he was going around telling people their darkest secrets and that person being Nick Fury because he's the master of all right. secrets. Thor yeah. rode up on him like, yo, we need to talk. And um, Nick Fury's like, yeah, we do. And that's me whispering because we didn't know what he whispered to No Thor one knew for the forever. longest time. But They kept saying, remember the whisper? Yeah. Oh, too bad he whispered. Exactly. God, that's such a whisper. And after Nick Fury whispered that, Thor was unable to lift his hammer. Drops it out of the sky. Because, spoiler alert, what he said to Thor was Gorg was right. Gorg was right. And Gorg was a god butcher. It's a whole story arc. And basically his whole vendetta was, was against the gods and how they were cancerous i guess is gonna be the word of the day yeah to he, the um, universe right his whole thing was that there were two different types of gods right yes. those who do harm and those who do nothing at all and yes. so he wanted to just butcher everyone he was like well i'm not unhappy you know i'm not happy with any one of Hits you mm. and so he was just like well, screw it i'm just gonna go i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill every it doesn't single doesn't even matter if they if were involved with gore's life at all right. if they were a god they were on the list yep yes so door hammer just laid on the moon unable to be lifted by anybody thor spent weeks months trying to lift the hammer going crazy crying he looked a hot-ass mess. He looked hot for sure. For real. Then out of nowhere, there was a new Thor. The hammer was gone, and then we come to find out later on that it was actually Jane Foster. Which no one knew it was her at first. Yes, She's because, just running around as a new Thor, and yes. everyone thinks, well, we've seen Loki become a woman. Is Wait, but I just I just had drinks with Odinson. Yes. I, and, and that wasn't him, unless yes. he's really good at just, like, magic, magic, yes. magic, magic. He wasn't. This was Jane. Yep. Right. And she's battling cancer this whole time. But what yes. happens uh, with that? How does that play? How does that work? Battling cancer and uh, being Thor. So um, every time that she is into that Thor mode, that's such right? a crazy question. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can't just ask someone why they're not black. That's <laughs> not how that works, Gretchen. Well, so she <laughs> figured completely out of context. But just that like single sentence is like what? <laughs> Welcome to the show, John Mark. <laughs> So she becomes Thor, and um, she, you know, she, she decides. Well, I still want the human cancer treatment. You know, I want to go through all. She's got to be the cancer. chemotherapy, yeah. right? And so, whenever she summons all these powers, her chemotherapy kind of just takes a backseat and just, you know, purges from her body essentially. That is a so bad deal, right? And it starts killing her actual human body. And so, you know, like she, she's got to figure out at this point, like, well, what do I do? Because if I keep doing this. I'm just going to die. <laughs> is she able to stay Thor indefinitely, or are there any uh, like caveats to that? Well, <clears throat> is there some kind of middle ground? Right. Well, after – because it's like um, Gio said, like each step forward, she takes with Thor, she takes two back as Jane. So she ends up dying, but through the power 
and older and Thor and friendship and love, compassion, and other ceremonial analogies. <laughs> they bring her back to life. How many of these were they? Yeah, exactly. Like she's <laughs> she's brought back to life as Jane Foster, but there was another event um, with the War Thor. And his hammer. Yeah, talk to me about the War Thor. Who's War that? Thor yeah. ends up being um, Valstead's one of the Warrior Three, and the Warrior Three are uh, Thor's homeboys. You might remember him from the movies. No, is that, was it. that introduced in the War of the Realms? Uh, no, that was before. Him. Okay, 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 okay. Because okay. uh, Volstag was uh, on a council. He was, yeah, the, he was a congressman. Yes, he was a congressman, and then he's seen a bunch of elf. Elfish children burnt to death in front of them. I think you mean selfish children. We don't know. <laughs> so they were burnt alive in front of them, and this War Thor hammer came from an alternate universe. That what universe was that? The ultimate universe. Oh, sixteen ten. Sixteen ten. And more or less the secret um, wars universe when, when the, reality was the collapsing Thor in on itself. Yes. Yeah. So that hammer transformed Volstead into a war Thor. He was just bent on vengeance, blood, and just battle. Just killing everything left and right. Yes. And then after that battle with Manga, it was shattered. And somehow, only thing to explain it, Jane Foster had it reforged, barely. Right. And then she picked up that hammer, which transformed her back into her version of Thor. So, question. Because <laughs> Volstag is, is kind of a chunky boy. Right? Yes. Does he stay chunky when he transforms? No, he just gets bigger. Got to find me one of these uh, muscular hammers. Yes, yes, yeah. but it drove him crazy though. I, I'm already crazy. Yes, I just so, need a hammer. So would that make you sane? Like, like if you go so far <laughs> in the future, you end up in the past. Like if you go so crazy, you're, that you're blowing you know, my mind a little bit. Right saying, like, <laughs> you just like you just like turn the needle. Yeah, like, where, like <laughs> it just overlapped. Right. But I actually do have a question for you, Kel. Um, Ultimate Thor. Yes. And, and how he's just kind of like a Nordic slob, just yes. kind of hippieing it up. <laughs> just he smells like beetroot. Yes. This guy. He's, yes. he's, he's, he's barefoot. He's gross. You smelled him? Exactly. I, I, I am, Through the I, pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It might have been the comic book store I got the comic from, but that thing smelled like a hippie that uh, wanted me. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> anyway. But uh, yeah, speaking of Ultimate Thor, that's probably like one of the most Segway popular, nailed. yes, most <laughs> popular it. alternate versions of Thor, and which made him like different from the main six one six was nobody believed that he was really a god, and it led us mm-hmm. to assume he was just a human with these super human enhancements given to him, like his power suit, right. which goes from the um, North mythology of the. A strength enhancer belt. It was his utility belt. Exactly. His, his everything gave him the power. Exactly. And his Milnor was more of a warhammer, kind of like um, Stormbreaker in the movie. It was more of a hammer slash axe. Right. And we also yeah. have the Tony Stark of that world being like, I've seen technology do this. Yes. This is not a god. This is a crazy person. But then, guess what? He ends up actually being a real god at right. the end of the day. So. <laughs> was it Volstagg he had the conversation with in the diner in the Ultimate Universe? I don't know because I didn't read that. <laughs> I didn't read anything else. The only thing in the Ultimate Universe I kept reading from beginning to end were the Ultimate X-Men and, of course, Miles Morales when he got introduced. Just a great series. Yes. Man, I, I want to say it was Volstagg, and they're having a conversation where he's like, you know no one can see me, right? You know you're eating by yourself. They're going to kill you, but also our world is burning, so maybe dip out on these humans and let's Come get back home. over there. And he's like, no, no, it's pretty dope here. They'll be fun. They got <laughs> you and... The other guys. And he's like, you don't understand. <laughs> I am dying. We are dying. So was that Voltage or was it Loki pretending to vote? We Voltes? will never know. Because Loki okay. was in, working behind the scenes, like right. throwing up these illusions and being like the master of mischief. So that is one version Nobody of. Nobody really uh, knows what Loki's doing. 
I don't know if Loki. I mean, there's there was that, <laughs> there was also that one time where Loki turned into a horse and got taken by another horse and had an eight legged kid named Slutmere that Odin rode around. So who knows yes. what Loki's doing at this point? And if you that go back, possibly be that is yes. that is complete. And truth. if you go back <laughs> and watch the first Thor movie cool. where Odin comes to save their asses because they were about to get it handed to him by Frostbite, <laughs> right. that horse has eight legs. That horse has eight legs, and in Norse mythology, that is Loki's kid because Loki was taken by another oh. horse and gave birth to an eight legged freak. And guess Not what? like the David Arquette movie, which was just so good. Scarlett Johansson <laughs> was in that as well. But, so we're all learning something. Yeah. But also, fun fact, if you watched Ragnarok, which you all should have watched, Fenris, the big-ass wolf, and Hela are both his children in the comic books as well. So that's another weird thing, too. Like, Loki, he gets around 360. So, And plus, another thing about Loki, too, because he came back as a chick, and that was weird. Because, yeah, yeah. obvious reasons. <laughs> but doesn't Personally, that just kind of feed that... into the Jane Foster thing where, yes, you know, Loki was a woman and they thought Thor might have been a yes, woman this time. Actually, that body that Loki went to that was a woman was supposed to be Lady Sif's body because all the Asgardians got housed inside of human bodies that's right, after that's Ragnarok, right. which was, yeah, another interesting event <laughs> in Marvel comics. <laughs> Oh, I was just going to say, uh, Ragnarok is my favorite Thor movie. Mine too. It's fantastic. Here, here. Like, just perfect. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. So we've got those uh, versions of Thor. Then we've got others that are not quite Thor, but Thor adjacent, like Beta Ray Bill. Yes. Oh, man. Beta Ray Bill. We, I want to see Beta Ray Bill in a movie. Apparently, right. you know, he was in, he was a statue in uh, Ragnarok. Yes. But I want to see that horse-headed, beautiful fucking man. Yes. Is man the right term for that? Um, he's close enough. He's <laughs> an approximation. Yeah. yeah. I think Maybe. he identifies with that pronoun. So because he fine. he's yeah. also wielded the hammer. He's yes. been he's been wielded. He was the first one to actually wield Milnor and be deemed worthy of the hammer because he bested Thor in combat, I believe, twice. That's right. And after he beat him the second time, Odin had Stormbreaker um crafted for him by the same elves uh dwarves that created Milno for Thor. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, um Thor and Beta Ray Bill has been brothers in arms in the battlefield and one of close Thor's closest relationships. Right. In the comic books. And also they have just given us Beta Ray Bill having this completely out of nowhere Warbound friendship with Lockjaw. Oh, it is one of the best things I've read in the comic dog, books. And they just tease us like yeah, me, me and Lockjaw, like Beta Ray Bill, like, yeah, me and Lockjaw have had these adventures. Whenever he needs me, I'm there for him. Mm-hmm. And it just says, like, in a side panel, one day we will tell you these fantastic and that's, stories. that's how Donny Cates does it, too. And I'm like, no, give me that <laughs> shit now. But see, that's, <laughs> Donny Cates does it in the same way that when we're in the middle of recording an episode, we come up with five more ideas for new episodes. Yes. He's like, and I'm writing a story, and he goes... And eventually, I will write this story, too. <laughs> and you're like, damn it, man. Do you have the story or not? And he's like, eventually. Future version of what if. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, what now, you know? <laughs> so we've got that. And um, what we like, what we always see with almost every Thor is Odin likes to have him, not necessarily under his thumb, but uh, a responsible son, someone who's going to listen to his father, go out there and fight when needed. And Odin gets that in droves during the secret of war event where you get the thor core yeah the thor core that was nuts so after the end of the universe dr doom um molecule man Owen reese and dr strange dr steven strange they basically create a whole new world where they take fragments of different realities and put them into one 
work work planet called Battle World. Oh, it's so good. And the police of this world with all these multiple realities and I'm places there are the Thors. And so with the Thor Corps, you have all these different Thors. Like there's a Groot Thor, there's a Pit Thor, like Storm's a Thor. And of course, what what what, what Thor also do we get? The little uh... we get Throg. Oh, Throg! And Throg is. <laughs> A frog <laughs> with the power of Thor. He's a got a little bitty bit of the hammer. Bravery. Because Thor was turning. This sounds so much like into the Spider Verse. It, it was before Spider Verse. Exactly. And he's there in Central Park just fighting little crimes. Sorry, and... yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's totally fine because Thor was turned into a frog by Loki, and while he was fighting rats in Central Park, <laughs> so a little piece of Milnor fell off, and then a frog he befriended, his name was like Puddlesworth or something like it's that. It's one of the best names. It's, yes. It's something like from, a, like, a yes, story, right? was, yes. so when Thor Everyone got... Everyone name your dogs that. Yeah, so when Thor <laughs> got turned back into, you know, regular Thor, that little fragment of Milnor was picked up by this frog, oh. and actually this frog was actually a real person that got cursed prior yes. to that so now this frog whenever he hits that little shorter milnor turns into throg and he i mean he's got to watch adventures. out though like, yes. he gets taken by another frog he gives birth to an eight-legged frog and then little little frog odin's gonna ride yes. him around because it runs in the family <laughs> <laughs> so that's another version of uh Do you think Thor- there's any kind of hint for the the, the like the like frog princess kind of like maybe Simulance. we've Is seen that... throg that's run the per- around that's the perfect crossover with princess and the frog they both are by it disney is kind of all time yeah i'd watch that. it if that was I a watch... sequel i'd be like, in. like what if would be a what if yeah. that'd be pretty good what if tiana be. became the princess of thunder and the frog or something i'd be about <laughs> it are you kidding me yes. oh shit and then she great. just takes Magical it to magic. the voodoo master Yes. Is there already in the swamp? Swamp thing would come around. Oh! Wait, 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 that's too grandiose. That's it'd, be, it'd be brother voodoo and man thing. That would, that would be. That would, that would, that's what it would be. I'd be about it because that, that. that's how you properly introduce Damon Halstrom, and that's how you yeah. get the whole inch. Anyway, we've also this for you guys. We've also got must read, even though it's not real yet. MCU Chris Hemsworth, beautiful man Thor. Man Thor? Is that like Man Thing, but better? Yes. Awesome. Got it in one. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got that MCU Thor, and he starts off the same kind of arrogant way we see in the comics. He's, he, oh. I am, uh, what is he, what does he say? I almost did the Bane voice. <laughs> I am the son of Odin. I am the son of Odin. <laughs> I've come God here to Thunder. drink beer. He's a entitled little fucking shit. He's a like, total shit. Like he's all so guys fucking are. entitled. Yeah. I mean, but he, he's just like, all right, well, my my father's Odin. And right. that's it. And that's it. Like, he's got no other claim. He's Draco Malfoy. That. Yes, right. right. Like, <laughs> he is the son of the Allfather. I'm the chosen one. <laughs> I was chosen. born in the Bifrost. <laughs> <laughs> you merely adopted it. <laughs> so we've got that. Um, and he kind of evolves, not so much in the movies until Ragnarok, I'd yes. say. He has some funny lines in uh, the Avengers movies. Here and there. Here and there. Thor 2 was just... If I could shit on a movie more than Green Lantern, it'd be Thor 2. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That's a tough one. Damn. Yeah, that is. There's, there's been a like, lot of... That's, that's a big gap, there's been a like, lot No, of, it's just a big shit for both of them. There's a lot of garbage out there, Florida, right now. Eat well prior. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so we, we, we get them transformed when Taika Waititi take, takes over. Just, just one of the best directors. What we do in the shadows was fucking phenomenal. And taking that kind of comedy, putting it in with a, you know, Thor... 
and making oh, him. Oh no, Victor got him. <laughs> It's so good. What are some of the bigger differences you see from original Thor to Ragnarok Thor? So first and foremost, the hair. <laughs> it's a big one. It's, it's a, a big, big change. One. That and he doesn't have his hammer, so he's going through the whole "Who am I without my hammer?" Right. ordeal, which he went through. Then Tony game. Stark shows up and says, "If you needed the hammer, then uh, you're nothing about <laughs> it." You <know? laughs> yes, Tony solves everybody's problems. <laughs> But he's definitely more humble. He's more... He had to be worthy. Yes. He had to be worthy. He, he was more of the people, that. too. And that's one thing, too. And he had to learn how to be more than just an ideal. He had to be himself. So with, like, real-world applications to that, do you think we all have this kind of weird idea of, of who we are versus, you know, who everyone else sees us as? And if you yes. lose that, like, remember, like, if, if I'm not wearing my giant gold chain clocks... Like, who am I? You're not Flavor Flav. I'm not anymore. I was just about to say that. <laughs> exactly. And I, I know this O2, O2 Will, and this is like when his mother yeah. brought it up in Endgame. Like, you're always going to feel like who who people want you to be. You just got right. to be just who you are. sociological ideas of yes, who you are. Yes. Some, and some no. people believe no. in the whole thing of you do live forever in people's memories. Right. And how everybody else sees you is different from how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. Cool. So... It's just one of those things that we all have to deal with, like, who am I versus who I'm trying to be. Exactly. And I, 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 you know, not to be the, me of all people on the show, to be the one to say the uplifting thing, but um, there's that, there's that thing online where it's like, you may not like how you look, you may not like things about yourself, but you never see yourself when you're lighting up or when you light up a room, when you smile, when you're laughing about something you love, when you're passionate about something, you don't see your face during those moments. True. Unless you're Tom Cruise, in which you review the tapes every day, and you go, I like that one, I like that one, I like that one, and uh, you know, and it, you it, also have a middle tooth. Oh, the middle tooth is isn't that a thing? Dude, that's, that's so weird. <laughs> His smile is so goddamn weird. I'm sorry. God, I, I hate to be judgmental, but with all Why that, with all the money that you the have, middle, middle. I'm losing my mind just a little. Hey, if if that's that's his signature, then by all means, I'm not it shitting on the dude. You know, like I'll shit on the dude, but damn. I straight up put like a grid <laughs> on it. It's like that can't I be real. I did that the other day. Like, no, that's <laughs> oh shit. I saw it. I think it was like in a BuzzFeed article, and I just put a grid, and I was like, that is so unreal. Oh my god. Okay. And anyway, nevertheless, it's because um, he's a reptilian, and that's what he uses to put the yeah. venom in people. Um, um something to sense. uh circle back, which which um I think it was a statement made by Caesar, where it's uh, you are you are ultimately doomed. To be what others perceive you as. Is that the dog whisperer mm. guy? Uh, like, like, actually, no, or the, no, or the salad dressing guy. Oh, yes. You should never name a dog daddy. Like, that's, just <laughs> that's just weird. But can your daddy be your dog? I know. I mean, if you're into it that. <laughs> you know? So we've got that <laughs> different. We've we got that change of who you are <laughs> and uh, <laughs> who you, you know can be i guess yes. and that's one of the biggest things for thor because he's come out he was out of shape in the last movie yes he's going through it man he's going through oh, it that, that's real ptsd dude that was <laughs> that was like that was crazy <laughs> I, he I, put the whole world on his shoulders like thor he's supposed to be the king of asgard that turned to shit right he's supposed to be the strongest avenger he didn't get the job done he he took on the full force of a fucking star to make a weapon to kill Thanos. Right, right. The only thing he had to do was go for the head, but his hubris kicked in, and he wanted to be in Thanos' face like, yeah, I told you I was going to kill you. But if he just would have killed him, 
we want to have that second movie. Right, exactly. And they had to live with that mistake for years. Right. But well, the beauty of that Endgame scene is... Uh, is, is, like, really a key part of Thor. Of course, exactly. yes. He's he's always been the golden child. Yes. He's, even though he didn't lord Literally it over... Golden, yeah, sometimes. exactly. He didn't lord it over Loki as a kid. He thought saw him as brothers. But you know he had that superiority complex yes. of, like, you're the black sheep. And I, I can do no wrong. Exactly. I can't lift this hammer yet. But I'm still so bunch better than you. Because mm. that's funny. He's rubbing his nipples. Now, just, with, with him trying uh, to prove his worthiness, <laughs> let, let's backpedal a little bit to, to back to God of Thunder. Um, what, what uh, you know? How do you feel about the God Butcher and, and how that story played out? I think it works really well with the yeah. idea of Thor. You see young Thor in that book, and he definitely doesn't think he can do anything wrong. You've got old Thor who knows exactly what he did wrong. I and lied. then you've got the, the current age Thor who's right in the middle of it. Yes. He, he can kind of see where he's fucked up as a kid, but he still thinks he's on the right path. And he could be better. He could do better. He could do more. Because just like in um in Uncanny Avengers, his whole thing was hubris. Exactly. Because it goes back to when he had – what's the that's name again before I mess it up? Uh, Yarborn. Yarborn. He tried to fight the villain Apocalypse, and Apocalypse whooped his ass. He spanked him like a five-year-old in Target. He had celestial technology, so he had the hammer of the axe um, blessed with a magical enchantment to be able to cut through celestial technology. So he went back to fight Apocalypse. It did his job, but they broke a treaty between Odin and the Celestials. Yeah, yeah. And which caused a whole ripple effect. And and that's one with Young Thor. Exactly, and that goes into the future and shows – how his hubris, unbeknownst to him, causes destructions for him. In everywhere, everywhere. Now, for those that are not familiar with the uh, God of Thunder, yes. what what about that that conversation that you know Gore and and Thor were having? You know about how his his un- unworthiness, pretty much. You know, throughout the entire. How do you feel about what uh, Gore was saying about Thor? I will be saying to Thor. I will always be the one to be a devil's advocate, but in this case, I I understand where Gore is coming from. Yes. I personally don't believe in any kind of god or any kind of deity. Satanism for me is just angsty atheism. But it's so it's so devastating when you genuinely put it all out there and say, "Please God, help me." Cuz you got to fucking you've got to get over your morals. You got to get over everything that you believe and you know say, "Hey, I can't do anything." I need help from something greater than me. And when there's no answer and when there's silence and you're there and you realize that we are all we have in the universe and then you find out later on that there was a god and not just a god but pantheons of gods Thousands and not millions. one of them. No, you Gave see the transition shit. though of like how, how Thor, you know, <laughs> he is not a, such a total shithead, you know, and at least in this book you see him helping the different pantheons. Yes. You know, like you see him actually caring and being the god that he's supposed to be thor just wasn't around gore's area he would have helped i believe i want to believe from what we've seen historically in the comics he would have helped but that means nothing to gore now with all that being said how do you feel about gore i think he he is too stubborn to change too stubborn to admit he was wrong too stubborn to say it not all not not all these gods are bad but because he had one bad experience and he, he blames all of them for it. Yeah. I think he has no emotional growth. And I think because of that, he lets his anger get the best of him. Yes. And in doing that, ruins so much. Exactly. It was like the Joker thing. One bad exactly. day. Exactly. He was sick and tired. His family died. He had nothing. He was starving. And just on that very bad day, 
when everything went to hell. And it he, all went to hell. He was blessed, or you could say cursed, with the necro sword, all black, and had the power to take out gods. And yes. from that day forward, <laughs> that was his whole mission. Like, I'm going to get rid of the gods because the gods don't deserve this. Exactly. They want our worship. They want our praise. But they don't deserve it. But they don't deserve it. it. But what would be his end goal? You know, if, he, if he's trying to just kill all of the gods, like, what is he trying to do here? They don't see – characters like this, yes. they don't see an end goal. That's why that was his end because he realized through his son's word – he had become a god. Exactly. And, and now that means he needs to go. He's got to be killed. Because look at what you're doing. Nobody worshiping you. You're and not doing anything for the people. You're doing this thing. for a vendetta. You have a great ideology, and it can be fantastic, but then it's going to get warped. If it's something that's around as a creed, it's going to be twisted. It's going to be perverted to the point of not being what you, in, you know, intended at the beginning. Now, Gore's intention at the beginning was fucked, was a bad intention. Because, again, he's killing beautiful gods who had nothing to do with him. And they had like Almost like the Green Lanterns. They yeah. had their different sectors, you know? Yes. And he's like, oh, just my sector is the only one that matters. I'm hungry. I'm, I'm on God. And then he goes on a fucking little pity party and starts killing gods left and right. He's a petulant child given the powers of a god to kill a god. And because of that, he's irredeemable. He's a shitty, shitty, not character, but individual because the character itself has a point the character itself challenges thor and everything he believes which is why when nick fury says gore was right all those doubts that were seeded by gore they become reality exactly and like you said speaking of being a child then you come to find out that his kid that made him feel like a guy and let opened up his mind like oh you are the you become what you hated his kid wasn't even there. His- <laughs> it was a creation of the Necrosaur, so it's basically his subconscious telling him, you're full of shit, bro. Right. It's <laughs> like when, when Thanos was running around playing with death. It was a yes. little girl, and then it's yes. like, oh, she wasn't even there. Yeah, the whole you're being manipulated. So I was like, so he was just talking to himself in school? Nobody mm-hmm. wanted to tell him, like, bro, who the fuck are you talking to? I mean, who's, no one was even talking to him. They're like, what? He's probably talking to the gore core. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think I think he's got some points. But his execution and execution he does do, <laughs> but don't is um, it's wild and it's uh, it's dangerous. Yes, very much so. So, I think Gore would be one of those characters that when we get to the even more weird stuff in the MCU, to see him fleshed out and uh, more of that unworthiness and death of gods. You know, there are this. This is there are the pantheons, but they're dead. And uh, Geo, you were saying earlier. You want Willem Dafoe to play Gore. Yeah, I mean, Kelsey Tate, you know, that would be a great actor <laughs> to play that role. I mean, you think about, you know, just all his previ- previous roles and how just crazy he is, just his face alone. Like, <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, that, that would bring so much. Do you think he was like that as a kid? Do you think he, he was, like, going around like, I'm Team Captain? <laughs> He has to be. They won't even need no makeup for him. They just shave him ball. Right. He's Black playing. Clothes. He's playing baseball, and they, they they you know catch the ball, and he goes, "Out am I?" <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, get out of here." Here. <laughs> Nobody invited you. So, so yeah. stop eating the bugs. That's weird. <laughs> I think he'd be a cool character as we get into the weird stuff. But with with going to places we didn't think we were going to go in the MCU, the next one is still Taika Waititi with Love and Thunder. And that's going to be the MCU uh, debut of Jane Foster's right, story. Right, the introduction of the exactly. Goddess of Thunder. It's, and so, um, how I'm do you... excited about that. I think exactly. Dude, I think we're all excited good. about exactly. it. Not know? only is it Jane Foster's introduction, it's Thor is the first 
Marvel character to have four movies, four solo yeah. movies. And nobody thought that was going to happen. Right. I mean, we thought it was going to be three and done. That's it, because trilogies have been such a staple for movies. So. And now Marvel's like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see the MCU, Jane Foster. What parallels are y'all hoping we see from the Goddess of Thunder comic books to this one? Um, it'd be interesting to see if they go with the full face helmet because yeah. Marvel is very anti helmet. Yeah. And that's one of the things that kept the mystery with James Foster because nobody knew her face was like. And then would yeah. it be right? Which is what kept her secret. You know, is, kept, yes. kept her identity. Also, the blonde hair. Secret. Right. And the blonde hair. So, do you keep Natalie Portman or do you have her wear um like a wigger a, just dye her hair? Yeah. Or you have a motion cap and you just record her face and put her on a bigger frame body because yeah. she has to be bigger than what she is. To be she has that been door. saying she's gonna beef up for this role. I don't care how beef up, you still five foot. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm fine with it. Keep I mean, her, her oh, size. Yeah. You, 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 but you can't imagine token. like a like a like a beefed up uh, Danny DeVito. No, because that's <laughs> a whole different physiology. So I'm wearing. I'm just curious. That's why they got suits and CGI. Exactly. I'm just curious. Same way with She Hulk. Do you? Cast a woman and have her play Jim Foster and then digitally enhance her size. Keep Natalie Portman. I mean, like, yeah. it probably would be way too expensive to go that route. You know, sure. Like, well, it wouldn't be because Marvel shells out the money. Exactly. Okay, but like, because Thanos was not even there. A production choice as far as yes. cost goes. Well, but also look at it with. Just- with the height, right? We've got yes. Robert Downey Jr., who's much shorter than Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. But, but that's in the not movies, a problem with green screens. Like, well, we, in we the movies, he's still yes. like, a little taller. Right. It's not yes. a problem. Right. Yeah, so that's what, that's what I'm trying to figure out. How will they handle that? Just like, for example, Xena. She was shorter than Gabriella in the show they but put her on boxes. But she was a boxes. fucking giant like, exactly. in the show. Yeah. So will they just put Nellie Portman on boxes like Tom Cruise? And, make her, and keep her the same, just make her <laughs> look taller and bigger because she has to have Everyone's walking power. around on their knees. Yes. So that's going to be interesting. You can put Natalie Portman in anything. Yes. <laughs> I still watch. Yes, and I have. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you're saying the full helmet. I personally want to see the relationship with her and Mjolnir. Because in the comic books, Whoa. you realize that that is the... You brought uh, the, one of the major things, too. There is no Mjolnir at this moment. Exactly. So we does... Go. How do we get how one? How do we get there? Does, well, the same, t- same way that you know they were able to get it before. Like, just maybe going back to different But then that would take and, Mjolnir from that current version of Thor. Exactly. Or does Thor go back and see um, the boy Peter Dinklage on the, he on the star? Yeah, he's, he's not like, dead. hey, I need a new one. Well, and because with this Nornir, <laughs> it, it was, it was made by again. Odin and by the dwarves yes. and everything. With uh, the Goddess of Thunder comic book, it is the spirit of that Tempest in there. Yes. This could be a whole new way to wrangle a new hammer. Just take yes. Thor and it was a new, uh, or Thor's Thor new fi- arm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or Thor finds the storm. Because in the comic book, they retcon that inside Mjolnir is a sentient cosmic storm known as the Mother Storm, which was the first right. storm of the cosmos that um, was created after the Big Bang. And it came towards um, Asgard and Odin fought it barehanded using all his strength and magic and power for like days upon days. And was able to put it into a piece of rural metal right. that he had the door, doors forged into Mjolnir. And that's why Odin was even able to wield it at first. Because the sentient cloud had a mind of his own. Exactly. So yes. it's going to be interesting to see how we do it. Um, Hell yeah. 
What about you, Gio? What do you want to see uh, compared uh, or from the comic books? I, mean, honestly, I, I think that um, – well, some of the things that I wanted to see Kelsey actually already touch it on. Um, but really, just you know, the outfits. Um, I'm excited to just see what they're going to do. You know, Are they going to show her face? Are they going to have the helmet? Or are they just going to have little wings? You know, If you can't see it, oh, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, wouldn't that be like – of course. You didn't want to do what anybody else. Give her the – just give her a Thor helmet. You don't have to cover right. face. Give her the wings. And Thor didn't have is a that? helmet in the movies until For, Ragnarok. He had uh, – he had it in the beginning for a hot second at the coronation, and he took it off, and That's that right. was that. That's right. They, they do okay. So on on uh, Goddess of Thunder here, they actually. Pretty. They they show the helmet with the wings, and yes. I, I think that, I think that suits her perfectly. But if we're playing for casting Natalie Portman, I'd like to see her face. That you know, but I mean, but the helmet is so iconic. Look at those That's shark okay, eyes. So what if she it's just wore it for battle? Natalie Portman's face. <laughs> and that's you know, the thing like, too. Like if Thor just wore his helmet for battle, cool. We don't need for every scene, but. Yeah, yeah, so I, I guess why, why do we though. see you know Chris Hemsworth's fucking face in every single scene, so and he doesn't wear a helmet? Yes. So is Natalie Portman. He's a man guy. I think I'd rather see Natalie Portman than. Chris oh, we Hemsworth, all would, but, but at the same uh, time, Marvel wants the actors' faces to be shown because like certain people like, for example, Black Panther. Why are you taking a helmet off? Why is Spider-Man taking a mask off? Same thing with take... Spider-Man Three. Yeah, Topher yes. Grace constantly yeah. moving the symbiote to be Eric Foreman yeah. in a costume. I mean, I think that also relates a little bit to their humanity. You know, just like okay, they're... yeah. You you put that helmet on and you're automatically a superhero. You know, you take that off, you kind of just go back into your human self. Right. You know? What are you without the helmet? Though, right. Like even though you're still a god, like you're still have your your personal individuality. Yeah. And most of that just is Hollywood. You have like weaknesses. we pay actors. You have weaknesses. And yeah. I think that a lot of the viewers actually see that where they're like, oh, the helmet's off. This is a right. This it's is just their human form. Exactly. With, you know, exceptional power. Right. Right. Yes, but like it's Hollywood. Like they pay these actors. We want to see their faces because underneath the mask could be anybody. But at the same time, you read comic books, keep the mask on. Because if they have Wolverine, they're gonna get Wolverine to Carol. But at the same time, half majority of the movie he's gonna be Carolless until mm-hmm. like the third act. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'm taking this off. Then by the time they get to the third Wolverine, he's gonna be completely without the cowl. Well, right, 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 yeah. right. He's gonna wait, start wearing the cowboy hat and the, and the leather jacket. Yeah, yeah, like you know yeah. what. <laughs> now, one of the things I hope that when we get, when we get to the weird part of Thor movies and with the Loki TV show is the introduction of Kid Loki because in the comic books Loki was thrown into the sun by the Sentry and came back later in the form of a street urchin and that Kid Loki was amazing because he was he was actually learning he was learning from Thor he was trying to be good he was a de- yeah. yeah he was decent I he was yeah. decent and then he was murdered by the spirit of the older Loki yes. Came and got him the fuck out. Yeah, right. But that Loki still felt guilt. You yes. know, it was like, I murdered myself. Which is weird, too, because that goes back into like... That's a strange scenario to be like, I murdered myself. Yeah, right, he... and the best version of yourself. <laughs> yeah, because he set that all up so Thor, I believe, could fight Bor, his grandfather. Yes. Because fighting Bor led to Milnor being broken. And that also set up for Thor being banished from Asgard because if you struck... Like a, um, another person of royalty, then that would made you. It was a treasonous act. So Thor got kicked out of Asgard. Boulder became the leader of Asgard, ruler of Asgard. Loki became like his advisor, and that's when Doom came in and all that shit. And see, right, was right. Us, if so, I remember that. You know, correctly. Let's go back a little bit and uh, and touch on uh, Love and Thunder. Um, it's gonna be great, man. It's you know, gonna and, be and Taika Waititi. And and. Sounds How like do you feel about, um, you know, Jane Foster, really? Like, is she worthy? It... What does it mean to be worthy, though? Exactly, and now... She has to be. She has to Well, be. that's the thing, I mean, too. okay, it, 
technically yes we know now that she's thor so you know in a way yeah like she's she's got to be worthy to be thor yeah but what makes her worthy but the thing my question is how do we know she has to be worthy because the enchantment was placed on by odin we don't know where the hammer comes from and we don't even know if that's going to be a limitation of it so my question is to that is if she's worthy who gets to determine her worthiness because we know why she was worthy in the comic book right i mean like and we, we see a lot of character of growth yes yes, yes. yeah is the arbiter of right and and like we, we see a lot of character growth uh with jen um jane foster you know and uh, we see a lot of change with her too that she she goes from this weak and helpless person you know like in the very the very first um issue where she's introduced she's just like i need help you know like literally like she's just like oh my god like please help me yeah the damsel the damsel yeah exactly exactly and so like she went from that from needing a protector figure you know from in to being her own protector like so so how do you feel about you know how about her character development with throughout the throughout the whole story uh, in the comic books one of the things i i love about it is um She's no longer a damsel in distress, right. which is a huge leap for her. True. She's battling cancer where she's helpless. Mm-hmm. She was Thor's love interest where she was helpless. She's had all these times in her life where she never had the power. Now she has the power, and she's not only stepping up, she's doing so with finesse. Right, and exactly. I mean it's really now we just get to see how she's going to use that power. Exactly. exactly. And two in the comic books, like she didn't give a fuck. She said what she wanted to to everybody. She's told Odin, I don't care how you feel. I have Odin never want her. And Odin was trying to figure out who was his new Thor. He had his brother Cole, the god of fear. The try serpent. To, the serpent. Try to figure out who it was, the killer. Couldn't do it. Because he was mad because he couldn't even lift the hammer <laughs> off the right. moon. Because he had his whole relationship with that. Then Jane gets it. Then him and Jane fight. Like This is one of my favorite moment, uh, moments from the Jason Aaron run, too. Like, she punches Odin from New Asgardia, which is basically where the moon is to jupiter and uh-huh. back in like three blows it's like that three that, blows like from the moon <laughs> to jupiter to back that is power it's that uh that is the crazy. cinematic from uh, injustice uh one or two where superman's yes. just like you're gone you're gone you're gone yes. and you're like he's had enough <laughs> he's, he's done <laughs> but yeah she's she you know, maybe that's even a closer reference where you know i mean she's kind of turning into superwoman Kind of, but but in the sense where actually she actually has the power. I mean, yeah, and you even see it in the comics too. You know, just like her story, how um, I know that's a shit reference, but well, no, 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 no not at like, all. You're you're right, you're right on. A reference it. is a reference. Um, you know, with Superman and Lois Lane, like they, they kind of have the same backstory. You know, just like how well. Not not necessarily with Thor like being Superman, but with uh, Jane Foster and Doctor Kincaid and all that like their their human history compares to Superman and Lois Lane. So yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and that's one of the um, things too. Like with Jane Foster, she was an able surgeon. She was a doctor. She was saving people on Earth. Then she couldn't save herself. Exactly. And without making that sacrifice, keeping it from everybody. She was going up there and saving the day and showing the gods what it really means to be a god. And that's one of the things Thor took from her and learned from her that also helped him be more worthy or earning back his worthiness with seeing what Jane was doing. Because she put so much more on the line, I want to say, yes. with the, the opposition from Asgard, with the opposition from the Allfather himself, from everyone saying, you don't belong here. And when the moment came with the Mangog, it didn't matter. She she wasn't petty about it. She wasn't worried about her or her surviving. Mm-hmm. She picked up the hammer even though her chemo was gone, and even though she knew it was gonna be the last time she ever could, 
because she would die, and she went and she saved so them. So maybe that's what makes her worthy—the fact that she was able to, you know, she she felt like she should, you know, she she needed to sacrifice herself for the greater good. Exactly, without hesitation. Yeah, she's she's been in a world of heroes. She's seen the heroes right. daily. I mean, she dated one. She you know, dated like, a hero. She wasn't technically a hero, but uh, yeah. he's still god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps that's her actual superpower is empathy. Word. And and a lot of superheroes they they have it on paper but they they actually lack it they exactly. lack it so many times when push comes to shove because yeah. you don't choose the hammer the hammer chooses the hammer you. chooses you because I mean you even see Thor in Endgame you know how like he's hesitant about actually going back and fixing his mistakes yes. right and so like you, you he know, feels like unworthy and unworthy. right at that point I mean he he was already unworthy he you should know like, feel unworthy but right. he, but but he, he wasn't, wasn't. right well like, technically he wasn't he wasn't, uh, he wasn't. but he already, which is a wonderful thing too for when you're depressed when you're in these horrible slumps Which, right and you're, I mean, you're still worthy and he showed that humanity but at the same time you know you're like you're still a god you still have your duties you know you need to fulfill <laughs> them but he was like yeah that'd be the perfect like, time for a gore to pop in like see yeah, exactly. so i guess not what it, you know. i was talking about <laughs> seeing you playing fortnite eating pizza off your belly you know, it just shows means that circle. fortnite has Party existed circle. for five more years guys because half the population so it's like a whole new demographic yeah. Like, oh no, you know, I guess it doesn't matter who you are, even if you are God, at least comic books. A God. Um, exactly. And um, you know, it, it just you're vulnerable. You know, exactly. you're you're vulnerable to the things that happen to you. We've all got the weaknesses. Yeah, as absolutely. strong as we pretend to be, there's always that weakness. That's mm-hmm. true. For her it was death. Right. <laughs> what is it from Scott Pilgrim? Uh, you could cheat on these girls all day, but you can't cheat, cheat death. death. You can't. Yeah. Unless you have all seven Dragon Balls. Or, or an extra <laughs> life. Or 100 gold coins or 100 gold rings. Or in the case of uh, the Fantastic Four, you go and you talk to Jack Kirby and you have oh, him rewrite right. the thing back into the books. <laughs> yeah. So there's the that. Word. But uh, speaking of um, being Which worthy. I think, uh, I think, I think um, owning that weakness is the true power. That, yeah. Word. The call was coming from inside the house. Oh. Take your weaknesses and make them your strengths. <laughs> But uh, speaking of worthiness, I just want to um, bring up the point of the difference between being able to lift up Milnor the hammer versus being actually worthy of the hammer. We've seen lots of people lift yes, it up. Yes, because you see a lot of people lift it up. But the example I want to use right now is like the difference between the Vision lifting it right. and Ultron versus Captain America being worthy of it and Endgame. Because the Vision was able to lift it, but he didn't gain the power of Thor. Mm-hmm. Captain America was able to lift it and, and have the, the ability. He called the down the lightning. Yeah. And he had the strength to give Thanos the business. Because there's been a lot of characters that may have lifted the hammer in the comic books. Like, for example, Rogue did after she t- right. touched Thor. Um, you had the Hulk t- um, lifted because he was in space. So it was like oh, gravity yes, with yes. those technicalities. You've had Matt Needle um, do it in the Ultimate comic books because it was metal in that universe. One of those yeah, things. Yeah, manipulated, happened. yeah. yeah I, so. I think it's one of those things where – so with Cap, he has proven himself worthy time and time again. On multiple that's, occasions. That's who he is. Him wielding it, totally believable. I think with the vision – and stick with me on this because I'm going to get a little wonky. It's like Firefly. Oh, I'm so ready. It's like Firefly, right? <laughs> Firefly lasted one season. It didn't have a chance to fail yet. Got canceled. Had Firefly gone on for five or six seasons, I'm sure some of us would have got sick of it. Vision was still fresh. He didn't. He wasn't sullied, you know, because uh, he he could pick it up because he was like childlike innocence, you know. True. He knew he had to help them, but it was in the same way he where he was trying to grasp his situation, but he hadn't gone on long enough to have failed. 
True. You know? Yeah. And just like Tony, like Tony and Kel was saying, like, well, if you put it on the elevator, the elevator goes up. Doesn't mean the elevator is worthy. It's what, like, yeah, exactly. like the destroyer <laughs> picked it up before and mm-hmm. put it. Um, even the Silver Surfer in the future, but I guess he was worthy. he he got worthy. Yeah, he got worthy. He still died. He still died. But he was worthy. Yes. And um, who else was there? There was uh, even for example, like uh, fuck Galactus. <laughs> fuck Galactus. Um, <laughs> Superman in the Avengers versus Justice League crossover. He was able to lift Milnor during that final battle, but post that he was unable to. And Thor was just like, well, my father is weird like that. He lets that be done when he feels fit. So just because right. you li- could lift it once doesn't mean you could always lift it because it all also has to do with circumstances as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, because even with um, Beta Ray Bill, like, he was the first one to lift it and he was worthy. Then when Thor was unworthy, when he was trying to get the War of Thor hammer, Beta Ray Bill was like, yo, take Stormbreak, take my hammer. And Thor's like, no, bro, that's your thing. I need to do this for right. myself. And you got you to gotta see where Beta Ray Bill's coming from because he's like, I've taken your hammer before. This is me repaying that debt. Your We're brothers. brothers. And Loki, you need this way more yeah, than me because yeah. you're, you're a hot-ass mess. So, <laughs> do you guys see um, Mjolnir as kind of its own character? Yes. Especially after J- um, James Foster's stint as um, Thor. And that's one of my things, being a Thor fan. I, because it has uh, its own story like, behind yes. it. Mm-hmm. And I wish Congrats. they would have played upon that more in the movie. I wish she would have spoken to it more. Because like, that's like, like how Korra was talking about. You yeah, this weird relationship with your hammer, eh? Like, yeah. that they've been doing it for the movie. Like, oh, Milnor, listen to me. Milnor, still like Right, and because Jane does that. Jane yeah. will whisper, and she'll throw it, yeah. and it'll go around a room with its own, yeah. like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Hey, Jane, Exactly, and yeah. Thor had that relationship, like a sword. Like, he would talk to it. Like, it's like mm-hmm. a really heavy cat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, sleep, like, sleep right here. Like, yes, I need you to do this one last, <laughs> one last time. <laughs> So I wish they would play more upon that, like that real dynamic. It's like he doesn't have a car. Like a lot of people love their cars. They talk to their cars. They wash it. That same way. They he fuck is. it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, man. You never fucked a car? I'm not an Autobot. I'm not a Transformer. I'm obsessed with robots. <laughs> Yet, because the future is coming, and I'm I've seen what the saying. Japanese are working on. <laughs> yo, I'm just saying, if you've yeah. ever been in a, an <laughs> Autobot <laughs> when it's transformed, you fucked that car. Yeah. And I'm or standing by that. You. That's the hill that I will die on. <laughs> so we're coming up to the end of the show here. Um, sure what are some final points you guys want to make? Murdered. Dude, <laughs> I am just really excited for Love and Thunder. Um, I think that the introduction of Jane Foster as Thor is going to be great. And I'm just really excited for that. Yeah. What about you, John? Well, um, I'm excited to actually read some of this stuff. I'm just kind of jumping into this. It's, it's <laughs> hey, really fun. It's really we'll fun. have you back Thank on the show you. again, you know, obviously. For sure. For sure. Exactly. What about you, Kels? What, what final points you want to make about this? Um, final points I want to make about this. Read Jason Aaron's run of Thor from God of Thunder all the way up to the very end with the upcoming Old King Thor. Four he, issues. Yes, four issues. Jason Aaron's been on it for about seven, maybe eight years. Yeah, he's been really, he's been really doing good work. It's arguably one of the best character runs in comic book history. My favorite Thor run. Right, right. Um, anything, Beautiful artwork. Yes, anything Thor-related, I'm a sight for. I'm stoked for Thunder, um, Thor Love and Thunder because I want to see where Thor goes, how Jane Foster beat Thor, how they get Milner, what does Thor do, will we get Beta Ray Bill introduced, will we get the Enchantress introduced? Thor always needs a villain. Loki's mm-hmm. not around. Executioner is dead. Soldier is dead. Mangog is way he too is OP. So for, OP. And we even get into Thor's villain. You don't fight the OP guy on the first day. Exactly. 
Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. I guess uh, my final points is uh, my final points are uh, you know. Uh, like you said, Jason Aaron's Thor, one of the best things. Really what got me back into Thor when yeah. it first came out. It's beautifully written. The artist, fantastic. Same artist coming in for King of Thor or Old King Thor. And, uh, you know, the, the whole aspect of you may not feel worthy in your darkest times, but you, you, you still are. It's, it's kind of fantastic. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. Uh, got a few plugs for you. First off, thank you to Escape Velocity Comics. Uh, they're always so great to have us record here. Uh, as always, our ideas, our opinions are just that, ideas and opinions that are only ours. They do not reflect that of Escape Velocity or its staff. They just let us record our sexy, sexy show here. So, uh, God, it's sexy. Like, do, you, do you feel that sexy energy? With five X's. Well, five X's. Do you feel that sexy energy? I yeah. feel that sexy, comma, energy. Yes, I <laughs> Thanks, Escape Velocity. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> 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 if you happen to be into plants and natural oddities and also curiosities, check out the Torium Shop. They have a physical location in Denver and also have an online store <laughs> and ship nationwide. Uh, to this month, actually, for the entire month, they're doing a promotion where 100% of their profits will go towards the Amazon Conservation Team, which is an organization that is dedicated to protecting the biodiversity, culture, and health of the Amazon's ecosystem, the flora, fauna, and its people. So check them out and also be sure to purchase their vile necklace, which is rainforest theme, and uh, contribute to a great cause. Save the Earth's fucking lungs, assholes. Right. <laughs> you can find the Terrarium Shop at thetorriumshop.com. That is T-H-E-T-E-R-R-O-R-I-U-M shop, S-H-O-P.com, or on Etsy, Google, Facebook, and Instagram. <laughs> you can also um, check us out. On Facebook and Instagram yeah, at escapingpodcast.com. So, G.com. Just kidding. We don't have a website. <laughs> we're Scratch getting there. That. All right, All right, assholes. We're not that Every, fancy just yet. Everything's a stepping stone. But we are on Facebook and Instagram, and now we have added our podcast to Spotify and iTunes. So We'll have a link on the uh, Facebook yeah. page, or if you, if you happen to look us up on Spotify, look for the logo. It's a little bit further down because we're still so young. But you'll find it. We're just babies. We're just little babies shitting ourselves <laughs> and shitting ourselves and, and and talking about Satan. But still bringing you great content. So so I really like that uh that that plug, Geo. Um, next week we're getting into a little bit more of a serious topic. Yeah. So um for our very first um you know outside of comic edition, we're going to do an entire episode on the rainforest and the Amazon. You know we're going to be talking about the history of Brazil and really just any you know all the things that we can do to help the environment. Right. So uh, stay tuned. We're we're looking to to branch out a little bit. Uh, we're still going to be your your geeky podcast to listen to, but we're also going to hit some uh, real world topics. We're going to start alternating a little bit, and there's also just episodes where we're going to be talking about whatever the fuck we want to. <laughs> it's gonna be a good time, Kelsey. You got any plugs? Um, plugs this week. I want to just say um, thank everybody for listening. Um, if you want to see me attempt to do some stand up, you can find me at Barcade this Thursday. It's a bar downtown in Colorado Springs. And um, if you do not have the DCU app, you might want to get it because Titan Season 2 drops this Friday on my birthday, Virgo season all day. Make sure you catch up and watch that and enjoy. And thank you guys for um, joining us here on Midgard while we were talking about the Realm Eternal and this protected Thor 
Odin's son. And just always remember, if you're feeling trapped, you can always be an escapee. See, in here I thought you were going to talk about Pitch Perfect again. No, I'm gonna say we're saving. I'm saving all that. We got to figure that out. <laughs> but at, oh, I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> John, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, not really. Just uh, don't you have like, a podcast? I'm really glad to be part of this, and uh, <laughs> these guys are the best guys. Definitely listen to it, uh, support, be part of the team. Uh, yeah, if, if you like hearing John's voice, you're, you'll probably hear him back here again. He's he's pretty sexy to look at, so uh, we're going to keep Very white. Get us and more, and more than just Instagram his voice. Showed. I've been waiting to make that reference I'm, all I'm night. I'm so white. I'm so yes. white. No, you're very white because you're, you're very <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> For real like, so it works on multiple <laughs> levels. I know our escapees don't know what the Morgan from uh, Geeks Who Drink look like, but doesn't he just look he's, like a taller version of him? I'd say but taller. Like and better looking. I, I would say taller uh, better yeah. and better looking. Hey, Morgan, hey, like Morgan, Morgan. you know, I know you listen to this. I don't agree with that, man. Still number one in my book, bro. <laughs> so for <laughs> we, are, we are way off topic. So. So, do you have a podcast though? Thank you so much for having me here, guys. He does not. Uh, oh, I thought you said outside. He, he used to work on a podcast. Oh, okay. So for me, as this always, um, <laughs> we're everybody's podcast. We're all fired. <laughs> for me, as always, Escape Velocity <laughs> is uh, so great to have us. But they always have a book of the week. This book of the week is. You guessed it, Spawn 300. This is wow, the nice. longest-running creator-owned comic book, and we're coming up on 300 issues. Todd Damn. McFarlane is doing a 70-page issue. It's going to be fucking phenomenal. This Stop by. Sparta, man. It's so good. Um, he Support he's done creators. He's done work on Batman uh, with Capullo. Uh, he, he changed the game with Spider-Man in the early 90s. He's done so much. Come in and check it out. Talk to your local Escape Velocity worker about getting signed up for a hold file. Or hell, just pick up the comic book. Support your local business. Today, we're going to leave you with Loose Ships by Timmy Vilgiotti. You can find him on Bandcamp. Make sure to check out uh, his radio drama, Rivers of the Mind. And uh, if you or anyone else you know does music and you'd like to have a feature on the show, go ahead and shoot us an email at escaping.podcast. Dot com or at gmail.com <laughs> wow this one's just been a fun rough ride <laughs> you can find me on uh, instagram under blue morpho where the o's are zeros you can find me on instagram snapchat kales for show also on twitter i'm back at it i'm geo but they'll fucking look me up if god damn <laughs> that's right what about you john where can the people find you <laughs> oh you can probably just find me in bed or at work <laughs> <laughs> all right folks we'll see you next time thanks for listening and remember oh, yeah. there can only be one chum bucket be well escapees may the eyes of asgard be ever upon you while you're jerking it at night stay uncanny guys <laughs>
invitation Tell you exactly what to say So why am I